0: Hey, welcome to the Holes of You Mark podcast show. And today I am talking to Eddie Hill, who is a retired police sergeant who served for over twenty-six years. Prior to this law enforcement, he for law enforcement career, he he eight years. You know, served eight years. Eight years United States Navy reserves, as a Master of Arms, he does consults consults as a police instructor, firearms instructor, defensive tactics, special weapons, hostage negotiations, special investigation. He is currently a host of paranormal, act- acolytical. Oh, I said it wrong. He has so over twenty years. As a paranormal investigator. Hi, Eddie. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be on the show with you. Thank you very much.
0: Now, when did you first experience the fact that you could um, connect into the paranormal world?
1: Wow, that goes way back into my childhood when I was very, very young. And I was probably between five and six years old at the time. And I was staying with my uh, with my mom and my grandmother and grandfather over at their house in uh, South Texas, and I started visualizing or seeing things that you know I, I couldn't understand. And at the time, you know, being so young, it really didn't uh, click as far as these things are entities or they're spirits or what or what have you. And uh, I, I, the first thing that I'd ever witnessed was what looked like a, a baby, which was peering through a window in the washroom of my grandmother's house, and I tried to tell people about it, and, or tell you know my family, and nobody would listen to me or pay attention to me. But uh, come to find out, my grandmother, you know, later in life, uh, found out that she was what's called a good which means uh, she basically did healings and things of that nature. You know with uh you know in the spiritual world she uh you know like a lot of people are able to do cleansings and healings and and you know use that type of uh, uh of uh, healing techniques and she would do that and i think that a lot of some of her energies of what she was able to do i think was pretty much passed on to me
0: did you ever use it when you was in the police force
1: well, in the police department, you know, everybody talks about having that third eye or, or listening to your gut feeling or your instincts. And a lot of times, you know, when you're dealing with uh, clearing a building or going into an active situation, you kind of get a feeling beforehand on whether, you know, it's dangerous or whether there's someone there or there's not. And I tended to, to follow my own feelings quite a bit within the police department and actually uh, work with my uh, the feelings I was getting in order to uh, use more caution or you know get a feeling of whether there someone was, if someone was there you know and that kind of a thing it wasn't uh, it wasn't something that I was doing consciously it was kind of subconscious and uh, I did this for quite a long time before um, I started realizing that there was a little bit more to it than just that
0: When you do your investigations do you also find that you're past life as a policeman helps of your investigations
1: oh absolutely i mean and, and you've got to understand you know because you know whenever you do an investigation you always uh you've, you've always got the questions who what when where why and how and uh, these are questions that you also ask in the paranormal field as well you know when you're dealing with the possible haunting. but at the same time when you first go into it you know you've got to look for uh other reasons why something might be happening you don't want to just jump over there with the conclusion that whatever is taking place is you know paranormal but you want to jump in there with an open mind and understand that these things uh you know they, it could be a lot of different uh things that are going on within that house which are causing people to see or feel uh different uh things occurring you know one of which was a. Uh, like a, a high EMF or electro, or electromagnetic fields in, within the house, which can actually cause you to have hallucinations.
0: What is the scariest or weirdest thing you've come across in investigations?
1: Well, one of the weirdest things that actually took place was not during an investigation, but it was actually during a, a more of a lesson plan, which uh, we were helping a couple uh, learn how to do BVPs, or, or, you know, pick up BVPs, electronic voice phenomena. And it wasn't an investigation per se. We were kind of showing how the process works. And during that process, uh, there was uh, an incident where I was talking about in the area that we were at where we often heard a lady scream, but we could never pinpoint where it took place. And during this lesson, I guess you could say, Uh, of explaining this, we heard this scream which was absolutely super close to us. We're closer than it's ever been. And uh, myself and one of my friends took off to go look for it. And we were trying to locate where that scream came from. Then we end up hearing it on the other side of the cemetery. Uh, And there was no way this thing or whatever it was could have got past us without us knowing if it was, you know, something that wasn't, you know, spiritual. and you know, it really creeped out the people we were teaching. So they wanted to leave, so we decided we would start heading back toward the cars. So while we're walking back toward the vehicles, we actually uh, saw something coming through the woods or through the high grass, which was on both sides of the path we were taking. One of uh, the path that we were on was about the width of a car and it was low grass and we were walking, I could see something coming through the grass, so I stopped everybody. And in the path in front of us, probably no more than 20 feet or so, I mean, you've got this wolf that kind of showed up right there in front of us in in the path. And it was absolutely huge, and it was a beautiful wolf. I mean, he was huge. And he never looked at us, and I started thinking, I thought, you know, we don't have any wolves here in Texas. We have coyotes, but no wolves. So my next thought was that this thing had to have been something that either escaped or got loose. You know, it was a pet, something to that effect. And uh, so I started calling it, trying to get it to come to me, but it never looked at me. No matter how much I called or whistled or anything else, it, it continued looking straight across the path and then just continued to walk into the high weeds again. Well, I went after it and tried to find it and I couldn't find it. So I walked back over to where everybody was at and I said, well, let's keep walking. So we started walking again, and as we we're walking, I felt something bump into my left side, and I looked down and put my hand down, and it was the wolf, which was right next to me, and I literally ran my hand uh, across its head, you know, across the shoulders, over its haunches, down its tail as he kind of walked past, or a little, he was a little bit faster than we were, and he kind of went by me, and he was in front of the whole, whole group of us that were walking down this uh, this path. And we followed him and we were just admiring him and we had our flashlights on him. And we ended up on this gravel trail and this gravel trail, uh, he stopped and he turned broadside to us, still looking the direction he was looking when he crossed the, the trail to begin with the first time around. At that point, uh, we were had our flashlights on him, we were admiring him, we had stopped, he was probably maybe 50 feet in front of us if that. And the next thing we know, we start seeing him kind of dissolve and he kind of dissolved and like, if you have a television on and it's on a channel that doesn't have a station you know, you get that, that snow or that fuzz, you know, that's in there where there's no station, he kind of turned into something like that. And then just, you know, it, it just vanished in front of us. I mean, it just dissipated and vanished and he was gone. And if it wasn't for the fact that I had so many people around me, you know, that saw it as well. I don't think I would have believed what I'd just seen.
0: Do you have your own theory what ghosts are? Uh,
1: My own theory of ghosts, I I believe they're just the energies uh, which invade our bodies, basically. And our bodies are are kind of of more of a vessel than anything else. And I think as we go through life uh these energies our soul or or a soul per se actually learns you know about uh the life we have and what takes place and things of that nature and i think when we pass on i think that soul is recycled back into a new body and and there's a a rebirth of that soul to learn more
0: i think some of our ability to um perceive ufos um Cryptids, ghosts, comes from early man because I think early man had to be perceptive to his environment, so he had to be in tune with everything. I think a bit of that is still in in our brain, and some of us are more able to trick it off than others.
1: I believe you're correct, and and I, you know, and it goes back all the way into uh, ancient times, where you know these ancient people or, or relatives or ancestors actually drew on the walls a lot of these things that they seen and they wouldn't be drawing a lot of this stuff if they didn't see it because i mean like some of the stuff that they have on there have a you know like the tail of a of an aircraft or a helicopter and it's got a vertical stabilizer and in that time nothing nothing that flew had a vertical stabilizer everything that was around you know birds and all that everything all their tails and all that were horizontal so how would they know to create something that's a vertical stabilizer and show something in flight unless they were told or they had knowledge that these things would exist so you gotta ask yourself a lot of questions as far as that goes
0: now like me I think you are into cryptids UFOs and I'm a great fan of conspiracy theories as well have have you ever seen a UFO
1: Absolutely, and we've uh, been out and about, and we've uh, filmed them. We've seen them with our own eyes, uh, whether they are alien technology or uh, technology from us here on Earth, maybe back engineer type craft, that I don't know, but they're definitely, there's definitely something up there moving around or flying around that us today, people today, are not aware of that technology. So. I mean, there's a good chance that what we're looking at could be ours, it could be theirs, it could be back-engineered craft that we've created from captured uh, alien craft. I mean, there's a lot of different theories when you go into it. But uh, uh, I believe that either, no matter which way you look at it, the fact that we can't identify it still falls under the realm of an unidentified flying object or a UFO.
0: Do you think aliens live amongst us?
1: Absolutely and I think they've been here for a very long time. I think listening out into outer space for radio signals, like what SETI does, is great and all, and there may be a chance something comes up from that, but I think they're already here. I, I, I And I honestly believe that disclosure has already happened, you know, whether the government's admitted or not. There's a lot of governments that uh, have admitted the fact that these things exist, Russia being one, uh, Canada being another and the UK's released a lot of uh, documents as well also concerning UFOs so I, I feel they' already I feel they're already here with us. they're, they're not something that uh, we're still waiting to you know for them to show up and, and, and you know come to this earth. I think they've been here for a very long time and uh, I think they're pretty much integrated within the society.
0: Do you think they've helped us along our way as we've evolved?
1: I think so, and, and the reason I say that is, one, because you have to look at a lot of this technology. I mean, how long we've been around, the time span we've been around, uh, as far as humans go, the way we are today, uh, the fact that there's no missing link between uh, Neanderthals or, or uh, Homo sapiens like we are today. There, There's no missing link between them, so that somewhere, somehow, we were kind of placed here. And the technologies that we're building on, I believe, are technologies that were released to us, and the technologies being released little by little into the general public. So we're learning more and more as we go. Such as lasers, fiber optics, uh, all you know, uh, Kevlar-type uh, materials, like what we use in the police department for uh, bulletproof vests. All this kind of stuff was non-existent for a long time. Then all of a sudden boom, here it is, you know? So you've got to think for yourself for, uh, for a moment, you know, that, you know, yeah, the human species is smart and we, we've got to give ourselves credit, but for all this technology to come at one point in time and just boom and bombard, you know, society with it, I don't think it was something that was, you know, that we just stumbled on and go, oh, wow, we just created this. I think this was something that we actually had help with. And I don't think we would be where we are, where we are at at this point if it wasn't for any type of involvement uh, from any type of uh, alien species or uh, extraterrestrials.
0: Well, I believe, and i probably won't see in my lifetime, that we will have a moon base and we'll use it to planet hop from, like, to Mars and beyond. Because I think we have got the ability to go further in space. It's just that we've somehow um, either been told not to go forward at the moment, or as the government keeps saying it's down to money, but it seems weird how quickly they stopped the moon program.
1: Yeah, and, and they say they stopped it, but I honestly don't believe that uh, from information I've received and from investigations that we've done, I feel that this is something that has continued, you know, away from the public eye, and uh, it's, it's never really stopped. I think that we've already got stuff up there. I think there are uh, ancient uh, type buildings and things of that nature that are up there on the moon surface. Um, I don't believe that it's barren of life, if you want to call it that. Um, There's a lot of stuff that can be hidden up there on the dark side of the moon. And I believe that that's been there for quite a long time. And I think that we're utilizing the stuff that we find and that we are we're up there already you know I don't, I don't think that we're uh that i don't i don't think that we're still just you know with our feet planted here on earth uh, and you have to think of this as well they're talking about uh creating a civilization up on mars and terra, terraforming it and the whole thing you know where they're going to start you know making plants grow and and what have you i think all that has already begun i, I really honestly do i don't think that this is something that we're gonna to have to wait for. I think it's already being done, I think it's already there, and I think the information is just being seeped out little by little to get people accustomed to the fact that these things are taking place, this is going on, and get everybody used to that idea. I think that these are things that continue on and on and on, out of the public view, out of the public eye, and they don't tell us everything, and and which really they shouldn't, but at the same time, it would be nice to know, because I think there's some of us out here that uh, could handle that information and would be okay with it. But then again, you know, I'm sure there's some people out there that probably, you know, wouldn't handle it very well and may, uh, you know, have a freak-out session, for lack of better terminology, and, and, you know, if they did find out something like that was taking place.
0: Well, I think a lot of people, and I agree with him, that they reckon that the films that we see um in the past, like... Um to do with like close encounters of third kind, E. T. all these kind of films are precursor for us to accept that the aliens and the help and that we will be visited one day properly by an ambassador from another planet and we will see them.
1: It's, it's very, very possible. And and it's just like us, as a matter of fact, you know, we we do create, you know, paranormal shows, you know, paranormal analytical and also uh, different things like that. But at the same time, we're also creating uh, another movie or a series, which we're working on right now called Anunnaki, and it's dealing with, you know, a lot of the ancient Sumerian writings, what they've said, what they believed in, but it is a science fiction story-based film. And uh, we we still work on all this stuff and, and we're putting it out there more or less in a way where it's gonna make a lot of people stop and question what they thoroughly believe is going on. And uh, even though the storyline is science fiction, we're using a lot of the ancient Sumerian text, which talk about ancient aliens, which created mankind in their image, which falls into the same aspect of the Bible with God saying that he created us in their image. We're saying, yes, that's absolutely correct. But, and we're not saying that there's not a higher being, but we're saying that there is a possibility because of ancient texts and things that we found and in investigations and uh, information that is leaked through, that there are uh, possibilities of these Anunnaki which uh, have come down and created mankind in their image as a slave race, and that just and everybody was basically created as a slave race at one time, according to these uh, ancient writings.
0: Right, well, I also have a fear about time travel. mine It's the, probably not a new one, but my fear is that we, 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 um, people don't realise we time travel all the time because I'm time travelling to you as we speak. I am in the future and you are in the past.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> And, and we're basically, we have a connection between us where I'm talking to you many hours ahead of the time that I'm at over here.
0: And do you think that we misconceive time travel?
1: I think there are so many theories regarding time travel, it's very, very difficult to pinpoint or nail one down. That's absolutely correct. Uh, and you've got to understand because there's so many theories it could be any. It could be all of them. It could be a lot of different things. Uh, so until we're able to have that knowledge for ourselves to look at, it's going to be that. That would be very difficult to actually say this is it and this is the only way it happens because there's so many other possibilities that are out there. You can't just do one and not the other.
0: Do you cover cryptids?
1: I'm sorry. Do you
0: cover cryptids?
1: Cryptids, yes. Uh, we actually look into uh, uh, Bigfoot or Yeti sightings. We look into uh, Dogman sightings, which are uh, uh, what some of what people would consider werewolves. Uh, we look into uh, different things like Mothman, and uh, a lot of the different native cultures have a, a lot of uh, cryptid-type animals, which they believe exist. So yeah, we definitely look into them because where there's a story, there's always a reason for that story and uh, we try and dig into it as much as we can, and, and try and figure out what exactly is going on.
0: Now, well, I presume over the America, as we, have it, as we have here, we have ley lines, and when I look at reports of ghosts, or cryptids, or UFOs, I find 90% of the time, and this is not a scientific um, experiment, but 90% of the time, the stories are on ley lines.
1: Yeah, and that's absolutely correct, and have a lot to do with uh, uh, mainly UFO sightings. Uh, and uh, in, some, in some cases, you know, you're going to see a, a big uh, influx of Bigfoot sightings which fall along these ley lines as well, you know, when you're, when you're uh, talking to people. And you start putting little pins on a map and you start realizing that ley lines seem to have a pretty big effect on all of this stuff.
0: Well, a lot of people think that uh, Bigfoot is inter- able to travel inter
1: but there are cases where uh, over at uh, uh, Skinwalker Ranch, as a matter of fact, over in uh, uh, the northeastern part of the United States, where there was a, it was kind of like a light that just appeared out of nowhere, and some type of creature crawled out of it, and people saw this creature uh, that were, doing experiments there on a skinwalker ranch and as this creature appeared it jumped out and then that light closed up so there's a good possibility that these things are interdimensional but uh there's got to be different reasons why we never find any type of bone or hair or anything like that from these creatures you know we don't find they're dead maybe they bury them maybe they don't Uh, there's there's still a lot of questions there's still a lot that we have to go through and and look through the evidence that we have and still try and come up with some kind of conclusions
0: Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your um, YouTube channel
1: Uh, Paranormal Analytical uh, we do a lot of shows and basically like what you're doing right now we interview guests and uh, we invite people on and sometimes we just you know sit there and chat amongst ourselves about different paranormal topics, and uh, it's basically to, as an awareness type channel that we do this for, in order to get more people aware, in order to get more people involved, and it's been working pretty well. And uh, it's you know it's part of the show, I guess you could say, because we do create paranormal analytical as a as a show itself that we we're uh, pitching to the different networks, you know, to put on television. But at the same time, by doing the radio shows we're educating people, we're educating ourselves, we're talking to a lot of people. Because there's no information that's bad when you're dealing with the paranormal. Everybody's got opinions, thoughts, uh, different types of outlooks toward the paranormal. And it's good to keep an open mind and bring people in and listen to what they have to say. And maybe it's something that we can utilize or maybe we'll say something they can utilize. But it's, uh, I think everybody that is a paranormal investigator or anybody who uh, takes everything paranormal and you're trying to find out, I think we should all work together as one big team and share information, share uh, evidence, that kind of a thing in order to try and get a scientific outlook toward what actually is taking place.
0: Have you ever had a near-death experience?
1: No, that is uh, one thing, knock on wood, that I've never experienced, But uh, so I don't really have any personal uh, thought or insight on, on that.
0: The only reason I mentioned is that it's the reason why I got into paranormal uh, in the first place. You had a near-death experience
1: and yes. that's what got
0: you involved? Yeah. I, I basically, um, I was in a coma for three weeks because I had blood sugar levels of 1 to 4. Um, 4. Whilst I was in the, my coma, I heard a woman's voice. I've not heard before or since. I know a lot of people say it, it could be my brain. It could be i heard a nurse. But I seriously believe it was my guardian angel. And I know for a fact whilst I was in my coma. I know I was not in this world or next realm. And that's why I like to say AKA Ghost Man. And since then I've had, I can sense strange aromas. I know that sounds odd. <laughs> like uh roses or death or something like
1: that hmm I think a lot of people experience a lot of different things uh when you're talking about uh NDEs and I truly believe that there is something else out there that they're seeing uh I believe that what you saw you probably did I think that uh You know it's it's when the soul decides it's time to leave the body that you actually leave I've heard people say that they were called back or told it wasn't their time they ended up back in their body Uh, I've heard people talk about what the doctors were saying when they were clinically dead and they were able to recall a lot of the uh, things that were being said by the doctors so I think there's absolutely something out there. I think that there's a soul. I think that there's an attachment to that body. And I think that once that umbilical cord, per se, that's attached to that soul breaks, I think that's when you uh, go off on your merry way and uh, into whatever comes next. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's definitely very interesting to uh, hear the stories that people have whenever they talk about
0: NDEs. Well, I think I'm right that there's been, I don't know if it's evidential evidence because it's on Google, so I don't know how fat much is true, but then when the coroners do the what they have to do when a body dies, there's there's like, I think there's a percentage, I can't remember what how much ounces it is, it's between 1 and 12, I think, that they can't account for. But you say, presume it's a soul. I'm not saying it's a soul, but it's presumed it is.
1: Right. Well, anything that has any kind of mass whatsoever or, uh, or anything to that matter, it's, it's going to have a, a certain weight, whether it's very light, whether it's, uh, uh, something we can't measure, whether it's something we can measure. But, yeah, I've heard that as well. I've heard that when a person passes, I mean, there is a weight loss immediately right after the weight loss. And, uh, after the death has taken place. And it's, it's hard to say what that could be. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that have uh, done a lot of experiments uh, with the consent of a, a dying person in regards to this. And so far, every case has been pretty much measurable as far as a weight difference during the time of being clinically dead from when they were alive. Now, whether that's the soul, whether it could be just evaporation of liquid out of the body, I mean, it's just, it's really hard to say. But energy, of course, as you know, can't be, you know, dispersed it, it can't go away. So there's an energy there within the body, and we run under electro electromagnetic type fields. So there's got to be something or some way that uh, to, to figure out how to measure if there's a soul and what that soul is doing at the time of death, when it leaves, how it leaves, uh, you know that kind of a thing. Uh, it's. I think we're getting closer and closer as technology gets better, but I think it's still going to be a while before we can actually uh, put all the pieces to the puzzle together.
0: Well, I I used to work in care work some time ago, and whilst I was in on uh, in care work, we had to visit a lady who had Huntington's career, Was unfortunately dying, but when I was me and the carer were in the room, we both sensed that when she died, something physically left her. We didn't see it, we didn't touch it, but we sensed it. Whether that was just because of the moment of time we was in, it could be possible, but that's what we sensed at the time.
1: single time and you know for something to be valid scientifically it has to be something that can be recreated something that because of this we can recreate these same results and until we get to that point it's still all just theory until we're able to actually pin it down and and say this is exactly what's taking place
0: now you know and i know this there is such a thing as good and bad ghosts and sometimes the bad ghosts are misunderstood that people say oh they must be demons i'm not saying there isn't demons because i seriously believe there are demonic beings out there because the church itself has a unit in the vatican that deals with exism which they teach every priest to do so why would they do it if it didn't exist
1: (laughs) i I believe that wholeheartedly and i and i honestly think if you're a good person on earth, you're gonna be a good person after death. And if you're a bad person, you're gonna kind of carry that negativity with you. So I feel that the, the same way, you know, that you've got good ghosts, you got bad ghosts, and you have demons, you know, and uh, I believe there's other things that we would consider possibly angelic or uh, or that's, you know, in a, in a higher light as far as uh, being good that are out there as well. So, I mean, without, you know, you can't really have good without having bad. It's kind of like yin and yang, where, you know, you have to have one to have the other.
0: Well, that's why... my, my One of my favourite debates I like to bring up with people, you might find it funny or you you might not agree with me, I like to say God is schizophrenic. God is schizophrenic. OK, let me ask you why. Because, basically, we we are supposed to be made in god's image so we are both good and evil so i think god is both combined
1: i've never heard that terminology used like that but yeah i can see where you where you can come up with something like that because it's i mean it kind of fits
0: let's say it's only a theory is I, I think it's good debate you know it makes people think well oh, hang and on a minute what, what do you mean what do you mean yeah but you know, it's not meant to offend anybody. Or, you know, the same as I, as, as the same as I think that when I did have my NDE, I think I touched my own version of heaven. I think we have. I don't think there's a set heaven or a set hell. I think we're given our own version of either heaven or hell, because your version of heaven or hell is different to mine.
1: Or what we feel we deserve, and I've heard some uh, near-death experiences. I've heard were very bad. I've heard where they, have uh, some people have felt that they were burning in the pits of hell, and uh, I've heard others where that was just a bright light and everything was peace and love. And I've heard others say they were in, uh, like in a, some sort of garden of Eden, and were speaking to uh, other angels and. I mean, I've heard all different types of stories from a near-death experience. Uh, but it's... So there, there's a good chance that we create what, what it is that we... Uh, what we go to next. There's a creation process, and it may be something that uh, we create or that we feel we deserve after we pass. I, m- I imagine
0: you use what a lot of um, people do in paranormal investigations now, a combination of psychic and scientific evidence
1: yes absolutely we use a little bit of both and the reason being and not only that but we use new technology as well as old technology and then there's also technology that we create on our own that uh we try and apply to it as a science to see if we have any results as well uh and right now i think we're at a point to where we, all of us you know and i'm, I'm not talking just my team in particular, but I think all teams need to really look outside the box and start thinking of other ways and other experiments to, to uh, interact with these, uh, these beings. Because if we don't think outside the box and we continue with what we have, we're not gonna grow. We need to continuously look outside the box in order to develop equipment and things that we might need in order to be able to prove or disprove you know different things that are occurring.
0: Well, in a theory, uh, that, um, and someone was going to help me look into this. That you know, when you watch an old uh, a film, uh, say John Wayne, for just an example. Uh, now we know that John Wayne died. God knows how many years ago, but I still think the essence of his spirit is still in the film. I don't mean act like a actual ghost ghost. But like the essence of him is still captured in the films, and I think you be it's a we may be able i'm not saying it's possible to get like an EV, EVP readings from film films of departed actors
1: I think that the essence of what you're seeing on film could be. A, I think it could be uh, basically deeply embedded within yourself. And I think if you see that and you feel that there's an essence of John Wayne, I think that there's a possibility that you could, you know, out of an uh, having that intent, to possibly get an EVP. But there's no way to say whether that EVP came from John Wayne or not. And that's the one thing, like I, I was talking earlier about you know, having, being able to have that proof and that ability to recreate this over and over and over. And the ability to be able to uh, tell what's happening. Like you see so many people who say, well, you know, I can control what comes through. I can control what happens. No, you can't. You can't really control what comes through because we don't know how it comes through. And if we don't know how it comes through per se, and it's not something that we can scientifically you know, bet our hats on, then you have no way to control what it is that's coming in or out of this realm. You know, you may be able to protect yourself or control uh, what happens once it enters this realm, but as far as controlling what comes through, I don't think you really can. I think whatever comes through, comes through. And uh, we need to be very careful when dealing with these things or believing what's being told to us.
0: I agree. Uh, As I say, uh that's why I like uh, the paranormal field. It's so, I'm learning more and more each other. Well, I consider myself a student, I'm never an expert. By learning every time I talk to someone about all the different things, all the different theories. And that's what, as you said earlier, that's what makes it so hard to prove. Because, like you said, once you get the actual, be able to recreate it every time, then people will send up and think, Oh, yes, you are, right.
1: Absolutely. And, and it's being able to do that, is, that's what matters the most. And that's why I think it's so important for people to think outside the box when dealing with the paranormal. And it doesn't matter what it is you're dealing with. Think outside the box on ways to communicate, ways to be able to prove or disprove, ways that you can actually take out and say, okay, look, this right here, we figured out how to do this, and it, we can make it happen each and every time under controlled conditions. Now it becomes scientific now it becomes actual uh, proof it's an actual study it's not just uh, uh, you know a bunch of people you know sharing information on a bunch of different thoughts and, and processes of what they feel these things are now you've actually got a way to sit down and make it a scientific study because now you're able to duplicate that each and every time
0: do you think we are being more the ghosts are more active this year than they ever have been because there have been reports that they are.
1: I've been doing this for a very, very long time and I have to say that it seems like activity has been picking up with each year that goes by. I'm not sure why, but there may be some sort of spiritual consciousness that's coming upon us. Uh, We may be coming uh, more open to the ideas, therefore we're noticing more. Uh, there could be a lot of different reasons behind it. But I think every year that goes by, you know, the paranormal activity is gonna increase because more people are aware, more people are looking for it, more people are thinking about uh, the different possibilities of what's taking place. And they're not just blowing off the fact that they just heard a door slam. You know, they're actually looking into it more and seeing if there's a draft that might've caused it or if if the house is uneven and gravity just kind of took its toll on the door or, you know, it was something actually paranormal. I mean, so I think each and every year we're going to see an increase because more and more people are realising that, you know, there's more out there than what meets the eye, and and they're aware of it, and people are not stupid. You know, they're going to sit there and look at this stuff and say, okay, I think we have issues here with this.
0: Yeah, I like studying the paranormal I I like looking at things like the original, uh, why the... Say, for example, the Ouija board was uh, created. uh, I believe it was to do with the Civil War.
1: Well, the Ouija board was actually created just as a toy. It was something to play with. Now, um, the fact that it has a bad rap right now is because of the way it was being used and the intent that was placed on that thing. Um, It's, you know... The board itself is no more dangerous than a uh, a game of Monopoly that you're playing, but it's the intent behind it is what brings that board to life, what makes things happen. Not so much that it's a game or it's just a board, but because there is an intent behind it. And once you have that intent, you're going to build up that energy. Once you build up that energy you may invite things in that you're not intending to and there's no way to control what comes through. Sometimes it may be a good experience other times it may be a bad experience you know it just depends
0: uh, but I, I presume you like me you don't go out your way to go hey ghost don't you go out poking it to get a response
1: no I think if there's something there that it wants to communicate you're going to know about it And if uh, and if you don't well it just wasn't meant to be
0: what do you think of teams that might do that?
1: Um, in some ways, depending on what they're doing or saying, they could be being disrespectful to you know those that have passed. You know, just you know, kind of like a circus act, trying to get things to trying to get things to happen. Uh, in other ways, depending on how they do it, uh, it could help in order to uh, gather information. I don't particularly do that stuff because I don't. I don't like to show any disrespect to those that have passed, uh, or those that are, you know, beyond our realm. You know, I simply ask nicely, you know, if you want to communicate, if you want to come around, you know, that'd be great. If you don't, I totally understand. That's good too. And I think when you're open and you're you're more kind and you use kind words and kind thoughts and kind feelings, I think that's the energies that will come toward you, and that's when you're going to get the best uh, the best evidence that you're going to collect at any investigation.
0: Now, people are listening, they would like to um, find out where you are. Can you give us some links?
1: Um, absolutely. I actually, uh, right now I'm in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, right we're in the heart of the Alamo. So, uh, yeah, so that's where we're at right now. It's in San Antonio. And, uh, you know, the, a lot of our team, a lot of our productions and things of that nature were, are done out here through uh, Alter Vision Studios. With uh, Miguel Cantu, he's the our producer and director, and also uh, Alien with Alien Wolf Productions, which is uh, my production company, and we all work together in, in creating you know your, the paranormal shows and also you know uh, sci fi type stuff, horror movies, and uh, we kind of bring it all together into into one. You know, where if anybody's uh, interested in either or, there, they'll be able to you know find what they want around us.
0: Can you give them? A, have you got a website or? radio show they can look up Um, Absolutely.
1: You can go to uh, www.alienwolfproductions.com. Also, altervisionstudios.com. And uh, I don't know if that site is still working. I believe it is. Uh, You can look us up on Facebook. Uh, You can look us up under Paranormal Analytical. You can look us up under uh, Alter Vision Studios. You can also look us up under some of the uh, thing, uh, the movies that we're creating, such as Anunnaki. Uh, you can look up Anunnaki's movie, and uh, you'll see an uh, alien on one side, a baby in the middle with a DNA strand, and a, and a man on the other side. And uh, then also we're doing another one called uh, Death Mask, and uh, that one's actually on Facebook now also. So uh, those, those are some of the ones that we have there. If you... It'd be great if y'all jump on there. You find us, like our pages, share them with everybody. And uh, every Thursday night at 7 p.m., we do a radio show on Paranormal Analyticals page on Facebook, and we go live. And we sometimes, like I said, we have uh, interesting guests, or sometimes we're just talking amongst amongst ourselves. And you know, we'll put out. You know, you can jump into the chat and ask questions and that kind of a thing. And we have a good time. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Uh, We we. We, uh, we joke back and forth, and we get into it once in a while, or we'll get into a debate. but uh, it's it's always in good fun, and we're always working toward trying to to better the field of the paranormal and you know and educate not only other people but get educated ourselves and in, in the way other people think.
0: If you could kindly give me the links and you'll um, send it to my in your on my messenger. And I'll add it to the podcast for you. Absolutely. Now, before I go, I always like people, because I do like an unique sign-off. Now, is there anything you would like to say in an unique sign-off? I think as far
1: as doing a unique sign-off, I really, really want everybody to understand that we are all working together to try and find the answers. Uh, that have been eluding us since the beginning of mankind. Um, I hope that everybody understands that we should all work together. We should all, we're, we're all part of the same uh, this, the same field and, and we're all trying to get the answers that we need. You know, be good to each other, work, work together with other teams, don't close yourself off and think you got all the answers because none of us do. And uh, let's work as one big unit, share, the information we have invite each other to each other's shows talk about it uh learn from each other and you know and let's see what we can come up with let's let's work on getting uh finding what the truth is and uh, that's that's basically you know my my final thoughts and uh, i hope everybody uh enjoyed it and you know thank you very much for listening we appreciate you uh, being here and listening to the show
0: well here's mine <clears throat> are you ready eddie Thank you, Eddie, for being on my show. I enjoyed our chat, you know. I look forward to listening and watching your bits. And thank you. Good night. That's the end of this. Thank you very much. And if you're ever looking for a weird kind of guy who lives in the United Kingdom, who's into cryptozoology, Bigfoot, paranormal, comedy, music, you name it, I'm probably into it. (laughs) <laughs> and you want me? In, I'm very... And you want I would be <laughs> glad to be on your show.
1: Absolutely. And we'll have to plan a date and get you on there.
0: Thank you very much, my friend.
1: Thank you, and I appreciate it. Take care.
0: How do you think that went?